Alrighty, guys, Creedcast coming up for you. Uh, David here, as per usual. A little bit of a review, just a touch of a short review of the Richmond game coming up here, and then on to a preview of our game against the Sydney Swans on Saturday, Arvo, early Saturday, Arvo. Um, hopefully the weather's all right for that one. Um, yeah, sorry I haven't gotten a full review out earlier in the week um, of the Richmond game. Um, as I've kind of alluded to um, on the podcast uh, recently in the last month or so, I mean, COVID has obviously been a big hit for me. Um a negative hit, um, but as well as I think I've alluded to, you know, life happenings. Um, we're getting the house ready for sale here, and it's uh, we well, well uh, we signed up with a real estate agent, um, signed the deal, signed on to sell through them, um, and then about two or three days later is when uh, the better half came down with COVID, and I came down a few days after that, and then so right at the time when we were signed on, ready to ready to fire into it, the COVID hit and. Um, so that took a couple of weeks away from us, and then so we've been ca- playing catch up the whole time to get ready to um, get the house properly on the market. So, um, but those wheels are in motion at the moment, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably do just an its own little brief podcast about what our next moves are because there's some big things happening and um, changes to what need probably notice that I've been a little less active with um, kind of taking the website down at the moment with the merch and all that stuff because it's just. Um, it's, uh, it's not feasible for me to do that stuff at the moment. But that's, that will come back in some shape or form at some point. Um, and everything else will... It's just there's going to be some big changes happening in the next six to 12 months for us personally. And I'll be changing with what we do with the creed. But the, the podcast will stay. I'm still going to be on Twitter and stuff. It's just the activeness will be up and down as we kind of go through some um, big changes. Um, the good positive stuff going on. Nothing, nothing to worry about. <laughs> but uh, big positive things. Um, but yeah, just big, big changes for our life um, as well. So yeah, um, so that's kind of why um, it's just the podcast might be a touch erratic. Um, it, I'll, be, I'll be getting on to it every week. Still, obviously, Port Adelaide is in my blood and I can't can't stay I can't. No matter how busy I am, I'm going to be um, making sure I um, catch up with the matches and, and, and do what I do, which is um, obsess over it far too much, even if we're you know somewhat shit like we are right now or somewhere in between. Um, anyway, but, uh, yeah, so the podcast might, it, I'll be trying to do review preview like I have, uh, you know, last year and the start of this year, but just the last couple of weeks, it's just been a real shit show. So this week I realized once it got to Tuesday already, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to get it done tonight. And, um, and then, um, yeah, we had a hot water system blow up yesterday, uh, Tuesday night. So I had to get that, that replaced yesterday, which precluded us from going down to the AFL women's, um, training, which was unfortunate because we were, we were set, we had a work days planned around getting off work a little early and getting down there but yeah when you need a plumber to replace the gas or water system yeah yeah and they, they can do it then then you you, you work around you work around the wonderful trades people that keep our keep our lives um intact <laughs> um but yeah uh really exciting stuff going on with by the afl women by the way and really cool to see the pictures coming out of that training last night um, from all those were there uh thank you for sharing your experience down there and just the cool cool moment it was it's um i keep I keep um, encouraging people on the podcast and, and just on Twitter and everything to savor these moments is because we're kind of all getting to live through this moment of an AFL, a Port Adelaide side um, coming into a competition um, for the first time. You know, the AFL women's, you know, the Port Adelaide men's side has been around for 150 years and there has been, you know, women have got a strong, strong place in the history of Port Adelaide in different roles, but actually this moment of having in a Port Adelaide AFL women's a team of women representing the Port Adelaide Colours on the highest possible stage in Australian rules football 
is a massive moment and something that we should all really treasure and savor um, as we see these like little milestones ticking forward. You know, when Aaron Phillips signed on, that was a big moment. It was our first player, obviously. That was all, you know, we were all kind of expecting that one. But still a big moment. And every time we get these new players signing on, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to tweet out when it happens and, and, and just like really um, engage with that and kind of make, because they are big moments, each and every one of them. And then when we have our first training last night, that is a massive moment as well. So just keep keep embracing it and keep kind of just, you know, take it in, um, you know, remember where you were when, you know, these little moments happen because it is, it is a massive um, history. Her story is, um, uh, as a Port Adelaide um, smartly doing uh, with their with their media about it. So, really cool stuff. That um, anyway, this introduction's gone on far longer than I expected it to. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. I haven't been able to get on the podcast for a week, so yeah, might as well chat chat away a bit, have a chin wag with myself here on the Creekcast. But uh, no, well, let's um, take a quick break. Um, let me catch my breath because I'm still COVID man. I am just all the time. Breathing like I'm, like I've just run a run half a marathon. But um, anyway, I'll catch my breath for a moment, and then we'll um, just chat about the Richmond game briefly. Uh, last week's unfortunate loss. Um, before we get into the uh, previewing this week's match against Sydney, because there's some yeah, there's some massive things to talk about with the the Sydney matchup coming as well. All right, so last Thursday, uh, coming back off the bye, uh, we had a match against Richmond at the MCG last weekend. Um, last Thursday, unfortunately, we went down. Um, in what was a close match, uh, and you know, so much there was so much to be impressed by in it, but ultimately, still a loss. And you know, we're all pretty used to the honourable losses or whatever they, you know, whatever, however the losses are kind of um, expressed to us by the media and 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 you know the port media after the game and, and press conferences and all that stuff. You know, it's 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 tiresome at some point as well. Um, but it was, in, you know. Taking the the obvious obvious uh, fatigue of the same messaging uh, over and over again away from it, you can you you know just looking at it in its own isolation. Um, it was there was many things to be impressed by, but ultimately um, too much of what has frustrated about Port Adelaide. Um, you know, some of the key indicators were like your inside fifty efficiency and and because um, we were winning, we were getting the ball, we were, we were in the contest. Um, you know, disposals. You know, the hitouts was one of the only major area. I really believe that we got smashed in despite uh, besides um, inside fifty efficiency. Um, everything else, you know, we're winning the we're winning the clearances both out of the center and the stoppage, um, and and we were, and I think contested possessions. I'm actually just trying to find the stats. I think they were roughly we might have just been on top. Oh no, it was even. It was even. So yeah, like we're winning the contest. We're getting and and all these kind of it's just these metrics, but it's the key parts and it's the eye test thing as well. And I think that's what probably what um, without looking too much into the stats, um, the eye test of it was just, just we're butchering the ball going inside fifty, and it was the same thing that we we uh, get frustrated at um, when we're when we're playing against a side like Richmond, um, experienced side side that knows what they're doing, knows who they are, and um, they've got a, they've got an identity. And then when we play those sides. And when they set up well um, and kind of lock down on what we're doing, it's just we we. But then we get through and we just we just butcher the ball inside fifty because we got the marks inside fifty. I think the inside fifty stats were kind of pretty similar for both teams. Um, we actually, had, there we go. We actually had one more mark inside fifty than Richmond. It was nine to eight. So when you look at that, uh, you just sit there and go, well, what are we doing with the ball inside fifty? Because I think our inside fifty efficiency was below forty percent, thirty five point four percent. There you go. Efficiency inside fifty, just horrific. Um, we haven't had the best year in inside fifty efficiency stat wise. 
well, we had been building up a little bit better, you know, or obviously even after Richmond lost five and two in our last seven games. Our efficiency in the slow 50 had been getting better. We had been finding, you know, Marshall had been... And Marshall, had a, again, was um, quite the presence. Uh, he probably missed one of his easiest shots on goal all year. Um, but this, besides that, he's been... Um, I keep saying try and go on to say despite instead of besides, even though, you know, obviously there's no no <laughs> correlation. Anyway, um, sorry, it was just my, my brain. Um, COVID, I'll keep blaming COVID. Um, but, uh, yeah, just the efficiency in the slow 50... Um, just horrible. Uh, Ten percentage points lower than what our season average is, which is you're just not going to win games like that. And this, especially when you contrast it, when we look at our disposal efficiency, we're basically seventy five percent. So three quarters of our disposals were efficient across the across the game as a whole. So when you look at that, and then you go down to a thirty five point four percent efficiency inside fifty, you can really see kind of where the mat, where the game's just breaking down. It's time and time again when we're trying to make get our chains going outside of our defensive fifty and our defensive half back line, we just didn't have the kind of structure going forward. You know, we we you could you play, players would get the ball and look to go forward, and they have to go sideways and kind of run sideways, take a take one of those half hop bounce kind of things when they're kind of looking around, looking a little panicked, um, kick the ball forward. You know, we had that great you know unfortunate moment where Sam Pepper ended up getting caught holding the ball, but before that he was. Um, you know, kicking the ball forward and doing everything he could to wheel the team forward. And it was an impressive um, act of martyrdom, martyrdom really, because he, uh, he ended up having to fall on the ball. And there's a, you know, one of those decisions that you, a lot of commentary on Twitter after the game, which I did agree with, was just, you know, umpires having a feel for the game because it wasn't like the out and out holding the ball. But, you know, maybe that's bias from me. But, um, yeah, it was just stuff like that. Like that, that kind of was indicative of the problems we were having, though. That we had to rely on like Sam Pepper busting his absolute ass as he has done all year, trying something like that to to get the ball forward, and just allow the time for the rest of the team to build up, build up behind the ball and in front of the ball as well, and inside the fifty. And we just didn't have, we just didn't have it. And that was really um, kind of. And when you're playing a team like Richmond, you really have to take your opportunities, and and they did. You know, it was. Um, it's a stat that is is an interesting stat, um, the one percenter stat. But um, you look at the one percenters for the game um, were sixty eight in Richmond's, uh, sixty eight for Richmond, forty seven for us. So twenty one more. Um, so a significant difference there, con- considering um, a season average is fifty three point three for Richmond and fifty four point eight. So we're actually um, you know on that whatever the the mythical one one percenter is, but. Um, Essentially, just that you know your key efforts and your efforts in crucial moments is what your one one percenters are, and um, and to make those little extra um, extra things that um, can help a team get over the line and and do something um, kind of not magical, but you know you know what I mean. It's and you know when you see that that's kind of just where we were at in that game was like constantly just you could see that Richmond were just the better team in the sense of their their poise in the game. And it's poise, that's what it is. And it's constantly where we've found out in the last two to three, you know, since this run where we've gotten back to, you know, in 2020 and gotten back towards the top, you know, Richmond in that preliminary final, you know, it was the one percenters that they just, and it was a dribble dribble kick from, uh, was it uh, Baker? I think that got them the kind of goal that really clinched it and got them out to, you know, a goal plus lead again and late in this game. Uh, was it Baker in the preliminary? I can't remember, but they, they had the, one of those dribble kick goals um, that kind of got them out in front 
um, in the in the preliminary final as well, as well as obviously the bullshit out in the you know deliberate out of bounds. But you know the 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 goal that they just dribbled in from a um, from a, a stoppage situation, and it happened again in this one as well. And it's just those little things. Um, they have poise in moments um, that we just don't have, and we and as well as just our structure. And then like beyond that, you know, your poise in moments is one thing, and then your structure is another thing. And we just had neither of those things going for us um, in this in this game, and it's just and that's ultimately where it was lost in, in a game where you lose by twelve points um, at the at the MCG to a Richmond side that currently um, currently Richmond and Carlton are playing, and I think Richmond are up by oh, they're up by fifteen points, and I think the sirens about to go for from the looks of things. I'm just watching the countdown clock, and it's thirty two oh one or count up clock. Um, so yeah, Richmond are about to beat. Carlton, um, you know, which Carlton have been having a pretty damn good year. So it just shows that Richmond are a good team, and they were, but they were there for the taking last week. I mean, we got ourselves, you know, we got out to a good start early, and then and then obviously let them run over the top a little bit uh, for a while there, and get out to I think it was a twenty six point lead at one point. Um, but then we kind of we kind of just clawed our way back into the match a few times. They 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 get it themselves. You know, a little bit ahead here and there, um, and then we and we claw a few goals back, and then you know, right up until um, and then you know, three quarter time comes around and we're only a point behind, and and then early in this early in the last quarter we get ourselves a goal ahead, and it's just and but then we just we, we kind of just don't have that point again. It's just the poise thing. We just don't quite have the poise to to go on with it. Um, Connor Rosie getting that really, really that shimmy shake kind of on the run from fifty goal. Really good moment, and again, we got ourselves in in a position where we could find a way to win the match. You know, it's three or four minutes to go. I mean, it was even five minutes to go, only down by point, uh, point or two. Uh, you know, just stuff like that. Again, find a way to win from that point. And we had, had our chances against Carlton there a few weeks back, um, or a month and a half, two months ago. Now, um, we had our chances late, couldn't get it. Had our chances here, couldn't get it. Um, you know, didn't lock down the Crows match. Uh, you know, got run out, run out of puff against Brisbane in round one. Just a lot of ch- times this year. And I don't know, last year we won some of the, a lot of these close ones. I think the stat last year, I think we were almost undefeated in games. Uh, t- decided by 12 points or after, under, or maybe we lost one. I can't remember. But I know we won a fair few. And then this year it's like one and four or one and five, something like that. So a lot of close matches just going against us. And... Again, it's just poise, and it, but it's beyond that. It's it's just mo- a lot of key moments in the game where we let let the other team just get a little run on, and that, and then we leave ourselves too much work to do as well. So there's so much to like about what we did in this game. Uh, so it was not so much, but just there was things to like in it. We 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 at times we could we looked better than Richmond early in the game, especially when we got out to two goals to nothing uh, off the off the start. We were. We were out hustling them, but then we just we let the momentum swing so quickly um, against us, and then we couldn't we couldn't right wrestle it back. It's just we don't have a good we just not good game managers um, as a whole, and that's really what's uh, just um, constantly um, in these matches against better teams. Whether it be Geelong a few weeks ago, this Richmond one games earlier at the start of the year, we should have been managing managing a win out of that um, against Adelaide certainly a few weeks you know near the start of the year as well. Just constantly these situations where we're just we're just not managing a game well, and and our structure isn't allowing us the the ability to do that, and we're just getting finding ourselves in holes that are just slightly too hard to dig out of. So, yeah, hell of a hell of a way to um, come out of the buy too, because that was the other thing. We looked a little leggy at times, and it was like haven't we had a couple of weeks off? Um, so it was a little bit of a concern there. Obviously, we had the. I think a key thing 
that isn't probably talked about. And this is a, this isn't making an excuse for Port Adelaide. It's just it's just unfortunate timing because we the, the, there's a couple of things in this game. Obviously, the umpiring wasn't great. Um, they're really quite horrible. Um, I think I tweeted at one point free kick Richmond. <laughs> umpiring wasn't great, um, and then the the timing of uh, uh, Butters and Jonas smashing into each other and then causing a rotational. You know, when you have two guys go to the bench and we've already had Dumont go off with his calf, um, it meant our rotations were absolutely fucked there for a few minutes um, while Jonas and Butters got themselves concussion tested, which, by the way, you know, um, I'll give Hinkley his dues when he deserves them and the way he um, bucked up to that, you know, all the fucking Twitter and dickheads that were um, trying to diagnose and, and make a story out of Port Adelaide just, you know, going, oh, you yeah, know, and they smacked faces. It's like... I get not – anyone that's listened to me when talking about concussions, I'm absolutely of the opinion that we need to protect the – you know, do what we can to make sure these players aren't putting themselves in any undue danger. But sometimes a couple of blokes are just going to smash their faces against each other, crack a cheekbone, but it's not going to have any effect. Like they're not going to rattle – they're not, just not going to rattle the brain. <laughs> like it's just that can happen as well. You know, we don't see – um, you know, hockey players that get a puck to the face and have their fucking, you know, teeth pushed back into you know, some of the horrific injuries that can happen to hockey, they're not always concussed. There's sometimes their just jaw gets fucked up, you know. So, um, and clearly nothing's come out this week that they're, they're, you know, having some delayed concussion or anything like that. They would, the doctors did the right thing um, and they got back out there. But um, that's neither here nor there to what I was actually trying to say, which was just. That that the rotational issues that was a crucial point in the match in the last what was that nine ten minutes ago maybe we were trying to find our way, find our way to, maybe it was even less than that I can't remember if that was before or after Rosie kicked that goal but um you know at a moment in the match when we're really trying to kick our way back into it we you need your rotations you need to be able to you know your rotational plan not having to have guys run themselves especially um, even more gas into the ground as they try to, to and that's just what happens. Unfortunately, just the timing of that again, kind of like the the absolute meltdown against Brisbane with players going down like flies there too. Just the at the moment in the game where we need to have some consistent run and carry and kind of and take it to Richmond, we were we were basically hamstrung uh, by our inabilities to actually just uh, be able to rotate players through the through the interchange, and that's just you know you can say all you want about you know players should you know. Run themselves in the, you know, all the, you know, for the jersey, for the Guernsey. There's me going American again, but um, for the Guernsey, you know, for the jumper, you know, run run yourselves ragged. But, you know, players sometimes do, do just get gassed, and especially when you can't do your rotational things. Um, so you compound that with some um, questionable umpiring and um, just crucial moments. But again, um, my my thesis with these things is always is, especially in a game like this, um, where, you, where there were opportunities to win this game. Despite the umpiring, despite the everything going against us, at times we had opportunities um, earlier in the game to, and it's just we didn't take them. So um, unfortunately, you have to sit there and go, yeah, we can complain about the umpires and have legitimate gripes about that, and say, and then say it was bad, like about Jonas and Butters, and and yeah, we and you know, despite all that, we were still within in a chance of winning. And then I sit there and go, but we should be, we should have done more in the moment we had. Uh, some momentum and all that kind of stuff. So, once again, just, um, yeah, a bit of a bridge too far for us, even though it shouldn't have been. So, yeah, it was an unfortunate one. Um, you know, haven't been able to play the win, win, win song uh, for a bit. Haven't done it for a minute. But, uh, yeah, it's um, unfortunate when you see the performances like that. It just doesn't, it doesn't instill 
much hope for just how much better our team can be this year. And and like I said in the, my preview of that game, it was time to make a stand, and um and we didn't. And that leaves me with a a, a unfortunate sinking feeling about this season. And again, I'm not gonna I don't give up or and even if we're mathematically out of the finals, I'm still gonna watch the team and see where we end up. And just more as a point of curiosity, you know, once it, once you're out of finals contention, it's more of a point of curiosity to see who's kind of um, putting their hand up for next year as well. Um, but we're not at that point yet, and uh, a big match against Sydney coming up this weekend. But like I said, it's just I'm not filled with um, vigour and hope at the moment with this team. It's still just a frustration. And when, when I know that they can be better, it's um, it's even more frustrating um, to see where we are at now at five and seven. So, yeah, anyway, that's my Richmond thoughts. Um, I've kept that to we're only 20 minutes in the podcast not doing too badly on time i'm trying to keep it under an hour with doing both things here trying to just quick fire it so you don't get too bored listening to um these uh less than dulcet tones so yeah a quick break here um I'll let, again catch my breath a little bit here and uh, we'll get into talking about the the game against sydney this uh this saturday all righty so we've got the sydney swans coming to visit us um at the adelaide oval on Saturday afternoon, um, big match. I mean, every game for us at this point, if we want to, I know some people are going to listen to this going, we're not making finals. Like, what are you talking about? But you know, you got to keep the keep the keep the torch going as long as you can. So it's a big match. We have to, you know, eat each match as a final at this point. To be honest, um, if we want to have a crack at it, but um, there's some big changes for the side this week. Um, some exciting, some disappointing. Um, and I guess we can get into talking about our boys um, right away to see where we're at. Um, we've uh, got the big Bryn Teekle making his debut this week. He is 15 days, I think, removed from um, being an East Fremantle uh, player, uh, obviously taken in the mid-season draft. And he's uh, had an incredible impact. It's obvious. He kind of just – he's even just, you know, this is to be a super superficial, um, just, you know, visually – Looks like a cult hero already. He's got the, the, the hair flowing out the back. He's got a big kind of infectious grin, smile thing going on. Um, obviously, just a big unit. Um, you know, pretty like tall and kind of got that lanky look to him. But he's also, he's got a bit of bulk to him as well. So um, for a young, big player as well, he's 22. Um, a lot of lot of life, uh, footy life ahead of him uh, potentially. And, and certainly looks the part already. Um, if anyone, I caught the second half of the... The SNFL match on Saturday after I was doing a fair bit of, as I mentioned earlier, we're getting the house ready to sell. So I was doing a fair bit of um, heavy, heavy yard work earlier in the day and sat down to watch the second half and just got a bit of a presence about him. Obviously, the SNFL level a bit different than AFL, but, um, you know, everything about him has impressed uh, so far and it looks like he's had a fairly big impact already in his short time at Alberton. Um, just as a just as a uh, personality, um, as well as obviously um, impressing with his footy, footy now. So he's coming into the side, um, obviously to lead, probably lead the ruck brigade. Um, whether he'll have a, a heavy workload there, um, I guess remains to be seen. But he's he's going to be the big. I think he's going to be the big uh, probably percentage as far as percentage goes. He'll get the most of the hitouts. Um, but then you know we're going to have we're going to see the likes of. Your Finlaysons and Dixons and Power Peppers and Co. Uh, get in get in there a bit as well, but um, certainly he looks fit. Um, and you know I'm I'm really happy to see him. He just see him make his debut. It is unfortunate, obviously. The the flip side is that Hayes for a second week in a row is missing out, and it kind of it does beg the question what what the future is for Hayes at this club. 
Um, not, I'm not sorry. I'm not trying to say does he have. A few, like, I think he can't. It's just what decisions are we making, and and uh, and kind of it, it, it. This is why Port Adelaide fans have that little bit of distrust in in just the overall footy project here at the moment, and the coaching and all those things. This isn't me trying to pile on or anything like that. It's just gen- having a genuine discussion, just you know, trying to be constructively critical about it. We look at a guy like Hayes who won the um, AR McLean medal as the best and fairest in the um, SNFL team last year. Uh, you know, just has been kind of this project Ruckman for five years now. Um, we kind of thought everyone just that was the thought when we traded Laddams. It was this is the this is the indicator that Hayes is going to get the job, and then. He finally gets in there when Lysett goes down, and then we get a, we get a few weeks. And he, look, yeah, I can see why there's there's development things that still need to happen with his around the groundwork and all that. But um, you know, his tap work in some games was really impressive, and you know, you you kind of just hope to see um, we kind of entrust in him to develop the rest of that as we go forward, particularly in a team that we're not exactly sure where we're going exactly this year. But then he gets dropped, um, and again, like we can kind of see, okay you know, giving him a run to, you know, find some form again in the SNFL. But then, I don't know. It's just that's why there is those, you know, fans have understandable gripes with how, where we're going at the moment. I'm exactly unsure of the messaging, um, you know, with our, our list management and all that stuff. But, you know, that being said, let's uh, let's just get excited for Print Eagle um, getting his, getting his um, debut and um, his AFL debut and his Port Adelaide debut to... It's a big moment for any player getting their AFL debut and um, to well, this is Port Adelaide podcast, so I can say it. You know, it's an even bigger moment it's for for the greatest club on the planet. So, um, well done to Bryn for getting his debut. Um, the other ones coming in, uh, Jackson Mead coming in, which is um, obviously we'll we'll talk about the reasons for <laughs> Jackson Mead coming into the midfield in a second, and then Georgiades is back as well, which. Um, uh, everyone knows me uh, here at this podcast. I mean, I'm a big fan of every Port player, really, but um, Georgiades is one that I particularly love. Um, I'm very glad to see him back on the side. And hopefully, um, you know, he can continue. He's kicked a few goals in the SNFL over the past couple of weeks. Um, and hopefully, he can kind of just keep finding that touch because I think he's a, he's a really handy player. Even just beside, like his goal kicking is the big thing that we, we obviously need out of him. But he does a lot of other things around the ground as well. Um, he's a really like to, to me, Georgiades is kind of the key player, one of our big key players for the future. So I really want to see him uh, kind of entrench himself as an undroppable in the side. Um, not that anyone's undroppable in the sense, but you know, just you know, there is players that um, um, almost were. <laughs> Ironically, uh, Stephen Motlop, uh, like this, is, and just the outs at the moment. Boke is the big out, and that's why Jackson Mead. Um, is in really, um, you know, this, uh, as, especially with Dumont out as well. Um, you know, he's going to be um, going to be obviously made probably, I think you'll see even more Rosie and Butters and the likes of those blokes through the midfield um, as well as Mead kind of, you know, kind of backing up them as well. And But yeah, Boke is out with health and safety protocols. So obviously that's COVID stuff, which, um, you know, there's not much that could get Boke down, I don't think. And uh, hopefully it's a very swift recovery from whatever it is. Um, but yeah, Dumont's out with his, the injury he picked up last week as well. Um, Robbie Gray getting a rest because um, he's just still dealing with that knee injury. And uh, he had a few good weeks and um, are all raving about his forward presence and his nous um, in, in kicking some big goals and all that stuff. But he certainly had looked a little bit um, like he, the stuff was catching up with him over the past couple of weeks. So 
Yeah, he's just getting. I think he's getting a two week. It looks like he might be out next week as well already. Just getting kind of a bit of a block to try and get some fitness back. And um, Stephen Motlop has has been omitted. Um, I'm not like one of some people. Um, genuinely question Motlop's place in the side every single week without fail. Um, there is a, there is stuff that he does. Um, that I do understand that he does. That kind of is why he has kept this spot. But last week was particularly um, abhorrent and he's probably been really trending even further down than what some people believe he is already at um, over the past week or two. So, um, yeah, it, it was probably time that he um, finally gets that kind of kick up the ass um, and just, and just, you know, in a game like last week where it was uh, small margins, a little bit of times, it was really rough to see Motlop kind of put up the um, stat line he did and, and not really have the impact that he, even without the stats, um, the impact he did, his impact wasn't, wasn't there in any way, so um, yeah, he's out. Uh, Dersma, Schofield, and Mays, and uh, Jace Burgoyne uh, um, in as the emergency. So one of those blokes will be the medical sub, which would be interesting to see if it's uh, Sam Mays who um, came on as the sub last year against uh, in, a, in, a, in that tight uh, ten point win against Sydney last year. I think it was ten points, um, and Mays kicked the goal that got us ahead before. I think it was Lysett um, kicked that sealer. Um, Ruckman, don't do that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who comes in. Obviously, uh, people know that I'm a big fan of Mays as the sub, um, utility player, lover, you good utility, but it'd be good to see Dersma um, get him get a get a run if if need be as well. So, yeah, it's an interesting side. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, Frederick's back in. Frederick's in as well. Um, so Frederick was the medical. So that's the other one. Sorry, Marty, Marty Frederick is in the side as well. Um, he was the medical sub last week, so he's actually in the side as well. So. Yeah, it's an it's a it's a far different side. You know, we haven't seen um, shit. I wonder when the last time a Port Adelaide side played. I wish I'd looked this up before I started recording. Um, but uh, it's an interesting question question to pose. Um, when the last time a Port Adelaide side uh, went out onto the deck without either Travis Boak or Robbie Gray in the side, it'd be an interesting question. I might um, have a brief look at that after and, and add it right at the end of the. Uh, podcast if I can find it easily but um, otherwise wonder ponder for uh, the listeners out there um, but yeah it's a it's an it's a, a far different side when you take the likes of that kind of um, that that kind of experience out of the side and it's really gonna um, it's really giving uh, the reins to kind of Ollie Wines to be the real a real leader out there as well and leading the midfield brigade but it is going to put more um, obviously your likes of Willem Drew again he's going to take that step step up but it's really I keep pushing this and pushing this. It's the Butters and Rosie through midfield that are really going to... We really need to start just seeing more and more out of them. And I think I've been pretty impressed with their their um, attack on the ball and um, and also grimacing because Butters' attack on the ball sometimes is to the, to the point of um, a little bit too... He needs to find that way to rein it in. But you don't want to change the way... Like, it, it, he's a special talent. So and But Rosie, again, he's been bouncing out of midfield and, and doing some good things. But it's just to find that consistency and really getting the, the possession numbers up. At a consistent level as well as the impact. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting battle in there. Um, I'll take a quick break here and then get to um, looking at what Sydney are lining up with, uh, with some obviously a familiar face returning. All right, so Sydney side coming to uh, coming to uh, Adelaide Oval. Um, you know, they're coming off a bye, uh, so they'll be well-rested. Um, they've got Lance Franklin coming back. Uh, I think Harry Cunningham coming back as well. Um, so they're going to be – they're in pretty good – they're in pretty good nick, um, pretty good fitness as well. Um, I think Franklin was just out for a bit of rest. I can't remember if he had anything really niggling at him. Um, 
But uh, really, you know, they're they're in pretty good nick. Um, a really impressive side. I think they're um, they're a side that can be a little bit frustrating at times. I think um, uh, certainly for Sydney fans because they've had some games where they they really. Um, I think North Melbourne had a chance to beat them a, a, a few. This is a while back now, probably a couple of months ago. But the last time they really looked like they could win a match. Um, but you know, like they're just a team that um, has been frustrating at times. But when they can play some really good footy and they've got some some just incredible, incredible players just all over the field. I'm um, a really really big fan of a lot of these guys. Um, you know, you like Dane Rampy, Jake Lloyd. Um, they got the McCartan brothers back there in the backs as well. Um, and just the, the 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 rise of Callum Mills over the past year, um, obviously your old heads like your Isaac Keenies and your Parkers, um, getting around as well. Um, just just all over, and then obviously up forward like Logan McDonald um, should have been drafted by North Melbourne maybe. Um, just incredible forward kind of foil for, you know Lance Franklin and his freakish abilities up there as well as you know Papley's there as well. Like just an incredible side um, along like. They're a side that um, I think they're still kind of trying to find um, that balance a little bit, kind of probably where we were at maybe a couple of years ago, I don't know, and just find that balance of what kind of, where exactly they are. Well, just the kind of kind of balance to find um, the consistency throughout a game to be able to put the put it put it um, four quarters together. But they're right in the mix in the, on the ladder. Um, a win this week could get them up to it. Technically, um, if you look at it without... Um, Looking at who teams are playing, they could, you know, there's the off chance they could end up in fourth if they wanted to, I think. But um, Geelong are playing. Geelong um, are on equal points and uh, far better percentage already, and Geelong are playing West Coast. So Geelong are, f- are probably, um, if results go the right way, are probably going to find themselves in fourth. But, um, you know, Sydney are in seventh at the moment. They're right in that pack of teams from fifth through ninth that are all on 32 points for the year, so eight wins um, for the year. Um, at Sydney, um, you know they're right in that mix, and they've got a lot to play for. Because um, you know, just I mean, between um, there's only one loss. But I don't know the games played is, um, but is you know Sydney are, uh, have you know their game against us is their game in hand on everyone that's currently in the top four um, after the Carlton and Richmond game, obviously today. Uh, so you know they could find themselves after um, a win against us. Obviously, hope it doesn't happen. But just looking at it from their side. They can find themselves a game off the top of the ladder, obviously percentage as well, but it is so tight at the top of the table there. Um, there's a kind of this pack separation that's happened. Um, obviously, uh, us sitting in 12th at the moment are 20 points. Um, the Dogs and Suns are just above us with uh, 24 points on the on the table, so six wins. But uh, And then there's a couple of games between them and uh, the Dogs and Collingwood. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so tight at the top there. And so every every win is um, kind of really, really important. And Sydney are going to be looking at, looking at us and... And obviously, us as a team, um, are quite a, uh, um, a, we're we're a team that um, presents challenges. You know, our team look we're we're a pretty good defensive team still. So they, we've got a challenge. There's a challenge on the table for them to um, to kind of get past us defensively and, and get a score on the board. But I mean, our biggest challenge here is, um, and I'm I'm not like exactly too worried about. Um, I think we can score against this team. Um, and I have some confidence uh, in a weird way, in a weird way, really, when you look at the, the outs we have. But um, I have a, my my real, you know, quandary is um, whether an inexperienced midfield is going to find itself um, kind of, and it's not not as an inexperienced midfield. It just doesn't. It's kind of missing 
the wise heads of, and especially when you got you know Boak and Gray out, it's just it's, it's two real um, you know kind of barometers and 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 um, I guess they're just they're just pace bakers in our side. So that would be my my question really is um, obviously the uh, the the ability for us to win it in the middle. Um, obviously a big battle for. Um, Peter Laddam's coming back to Adelaide Oval as well. Um, it's going to be an interesting battle in the ruck, actually, when you look at the likes of Peter Laddam's going up against our brigade of, um, obviously, Bryn Tickle leading the way in his debut match. Um, I think this is one area of the game that, uh, strangely, um, I know a lot of people are kind of questioning still the Laddam's move, but um, it's not like he, he hasn't stamped. He's had an okay run up at Sydney, but he's not. He, he was out of the get side for a couple of weeks, and then he's had some good games there. But he's had some ones where he has he's kind of like had the similar issues he had at Port, like where just in and out of games a little bit rather than completely kind of taking them over in in his role. Um, and I think the the kind of the battle for the the you know hitouts would be one thing, then the clearances, and we and we and we we did it. We had a good job against Richmond, um, so it'll be. I just find it that it's going to be the win, the battle in the middle, because I think defensively we can um, obviously we're going to keep um, Lance Franklin on the chain and somewhat he'll he'll get his he'll get a couple um, at least you know he had that we kept him quiet last year until probably I think the third and fourth quarter he kind of got off the chain a little bit but we just luckily we were able to get ourselves forward and and kick the goals that we needed to win that one in the end but. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we can we can kick a winning score against this team, and and obviously defensively, um, we just got to keep the likes of Franklin on the chain, and then um, Logan McDonald is kind of the second second fiddle up there, and then the rest of the, the rest of the forwards. Um, yeah, I have this strange confidence that we can win this one. I don't know why, um, because you know last week what didn't exactly fill me with um, any any great uh, <laughs> great confidence in us going forward, and and certainly the rest of the year. Is not something that I'm um, going into with any any great confidence as to where we can end up at the end of this year after after dropping last week. Because I just think we're leaving too much. Um, kind of like our season is like the Richmond game in a nut. Like you know, the Richmond game is kind of an isolated um, kind of microcosm of our season. We just keep leaving ourselves a little bit too much to do, getting ourselves too far behind, and even with all our valiant efforts, we're just going to be too just that little bit behind um, when the season comes at the end. At the end of the season comes. Um, but this one, strangely, I just think we can, um, you know, we, we we battled against Geelong, a pretty good team down down in Geelong. We battled against Richmond over at the MCG. Um, we've had some good wins at home, obviously some big wins against the likes of North Melbourne and um, and West Coast, but as well as going up to um, playing a pretty good St. Kilda side in some shit conditions and getting that win. Um, Western Bulldogs, we don't know wh- wh- exactly where they are this they are, they are at this year, but um, a pretty impressive win in Friday Night Footy a few weeks back as well. I just think this is a game that, um, again, like the the Tigers won last week, and it's there for the taking. And um, this is the strange feeling we can do it. I reckon a uh, a solid um, um, eighteen point win could be on the table in this one. It's going to be a close one again. I think it's kind of kind of similar way to last year. Um, it'll be a close one, um, but we're just. I think we can. Um, yeah, I just have this strange feeling we can win it. Don't know. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. <laughs> Where it's just a little bit of bias, but I just look. I just look at the way the teams matching up, and I, and I, I do have a little bit of um good vibes in me with you know it's just Brintigal coming coming in. It just feels like a little fresh injection of outside energy coming into the side. Um, he hasn't 
He wasn't here through the first, you know, five weeks of absolute shit and going on five and all that stuff. He's come in halfway through the year. He knows what's ha- happened before, but, um, you know, what we've got going on in the future is um, a little bit different. So, yeah, there's just this strange, strange feeling that we can do it. So, yeah, that's that's really all I've got to say about it. I haven't, I haven't watched a whole lot of Sydney footy this year to know kind of exactly what kind of team they are or anything like that. Um, just have a decent knowledge of their players and... And yeah, I just got a strange feeling we can do it. So that's about it, though. <laughs> I am I am absolutely knackered. I got a full day of um, clearing some shit out of the yard going on tomorrow. Um, again, I'm not going to make the match uh, this week. I'm, unfortunately, I'm going to and shopping the tickets around a little. Not shopping. I'm I'm looking for people to take take them because I want the want the seats filled. I just um, again um, with the house selling stuff. I literally and and having had both of us between us, um, you know. <laughs> three weeks off of work really between us um we have no uh room to spare on the uh, the financial front to take days off for um uh to go to the footy when we're, we've got um real estate agent stuff happening in the house this week as well so um unfortunate um i was really uh, this is uh, sydney's just one of those games especially lance franklin i always like to just go as an AFL fan and see him play um so i'm a bit i'm pretty disappointed that we can't get down there but it's just um just can't ha- i just can't i don't have the time um unfortunately and i guess that some Port fans go, oh, you make the time for the team, but it's like in life sometimes. This is just what's this is stuff that happens. Um, if you want to get a household, you've got to do some hard work and and, and sacrifice as well. So, um, yeah, but um, looking forward to um, catching the game um, in whatever capacity I do. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it live or I'll be catching a replay later. Um, but I always keep an eye on it live, even if we, you know, I'm not one that can wait to watch a replay without seeing spoilers. I have to know what's going on in real time and um, win or lose, I'll watch a replay later. Um, but yeah, um, hope everyone in the Port Fam out there is doing well. Um, thanks for listening um, and tolerating the erraticness of the podcast at the moment. Um, but yeah, I appreciate everyone that sticks with us and and listens and uh, keeps all this. Jeez, oh, I'm knackered. Just the breathlessness constantly after COVID is just an absolute fucking shit show. Um, I got a half a beer here left. I'm going to enjoy that and go um, absolutely zonk out for eight hours before I have to get into another day of work. So um, take care, Port Fam. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, let's go. 18 point win this this weekend. Put put the money on it. I'll put my house on it. No, I'm not going to do that because I need to sell it. Anyway, count the pair. Let's go.